The Money Podcast by best-selling author of Money, Rob Moore, dives into how to make, manage, and master money. How to know more, make more, and give more. How to save, invest, and raise money. The Money Podcast is for anyone who wants to make more money in a job, profession, or passion. For money masters and money disasters. They say money doesn't make you happy. Rob says it does. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. The subject of this live stream and podcast is how to find money, access money, raise money that you didn't know you had or thought you had, either money you've already got or money that you haven't yet got. Uh, A lot of people say to me, I I can't afford it. Uh, That's not true. You can afford it. Okay, maybe you can't afford a, a Learjet, but you can afford many things you think you can't. It's just when you say, I can't afford it, you rule out the option of finding it. Um, So I've got 15 or 20 points. I'll make them quite snappy for you that I think can help you find money you didn't think you had or raise money that you want or spend and invest money more wisely to reach your ultimate goals as opposed to appeasing the, the spending habits that you may have. Okay, so let's get into the content for this podcast, which is when you think you haven't got the money, uh, when you think you can't find the money. All right. The reality is you probably have, but you're probably spending it somewhere else. So I believe um, that everyone spends their money based on their areas of highest value. You know, what is most important to them. So if someone's appearance is really important to them, creams, potions, cosmetics, even, you know, artificial cosmetics. If, say, for example, um, their hobby, let's say photography, is really important to them, they will save up and work overtime for a new lens or something like that. I mean, Harry's been teaching me about lenses and they're like, they can be tens of thousands of pounds. In films, apparently they have to rent the lenses because they're so expensive. So the reality is you have money. You think you don't because you've got none left. And you think you've got nothing to spend on disposable because you've already spent it and you've got none left or you're not earning enough. But this is not true. The reality is if you actually properly track where you're spending the money, you will discover that you're spending money in areas that are important to you. You may not be consciously aware of it, but you are. So if you want growth, progress, success, etc., you have to rethink where you're spending your money and how you spend your money and change what's important to you around your money. Now, by the way, when you change what's most important to you in your life, that cascades down and you change where you spend your money. So if, for example, health and fitness all of a sudden became really important to you, let's say you'd have had a a significant injury or illness that really actually made you worry about your health and fitness, you're going to get devices, you're going to get food, you're going to go to gyms and buy equipment, and all of a sudden your spending habits are going to naturally change. So a lot of people fight their spending habits over years or decades. Now, if you want loads of tips on spending habits, uh, you know, and how to manage money better, I wrote a book called Money on that. Um, But if you actually, thank you, if you want to actually um, sort of not have to change your spending habits and addictions over decades, you want an easier way, what you do is you change what's most important to you in your life. Now, 2020, New Year, it's a really good opportunity for you to do that. So you could, for example, say, I'm going to have, you know, my best year ever. And so then if you commit to that, you're probably going to invest in personal development, in courses, in books, in audio books, in masterminds, etc. You could say, I'm going to have my healthiest year ever. I'm going to get my health and fitness back in shape. And you make a commitment to that. Then all of a sudden you're going to get protein shakes um, and you're going to maybe spend on the mindful chef, etc. And then when you do that, you will naturally stop spending elsewhere 
where you've been spending before as that becomes less important to you. Do you mind if I just have a quick um, sip of my protein shake? All right. So I used to spend all my money on things that went down in value to make me feel better about myself. Now, I didn't know this. I didn't know that I had way more money than I thought. I thought I had no money, but the reality was I was spending a lot. And I thought, well, I've got all these expenses. They have to be covered and there's nothing left. No, they don't have to be covered. So I used to buy 500 pound Victor Victoria suits. I used to spend all my money on designer gear. Um, and that used to be important to me because I'd go out socially and then I'd spend all my money on drinks and I'd buy everyone drinks. And that was really important to me socially to get connection with people and to be noticed and liked. And I just used, I didn't even use, didn't even realize I was spending all that money there because I was filling this void and this hole. So drinks, clothes, material items, social events, you know, especially drinking with my mates. I could spend thousands of pounds a month on that. Now, I'd, I'd do overtime and I'd actually hustle a bit and earn a bit. Now, if I got rid of all of that, I'd probably be able to save two, two and a half grand a month back then. So I wasn't not earning. I was overspending. But I was spending in areas that were so, that were so important to me, unconsciously, that I had this blind spot and this myopia that I was actually spending that money. So I thought I had no money left when in reality, I had a half decent amount of money. I was just spending it all. And then things changed. Things changed for me because on December the 15th, 2005, my dad had a huge nervous breakdown in his pub in front of all of his customers. Um, he was admitted to Ward 5 Hospital. He was sectioned. He was um, quite uh, aggressively treated by the police. Um, no emotion towards that. They felt threatened. I'm not saying, I'm not in any way knocking the police. I'm just saying my experience. Um, and we didn't see my dad for a few months. And we had to relearn who my dad was and get used to this new man. Um, or at least losing our dad. And that was a, a shameful, embarrassing, hard, um, lonely painful event for me. And the week after that, uh, there was about a week of self-pity and loathing and hatred towards myself. Um, and then it turned into action and desperation, relentless pursuit. I met my business partner, Mark Homer, at a property networking event a week after that. We bought 20 properties in the first year, 30 in the second year, and 50 in the third year. Um, I stopped spending on stuff I didn't need. I sold all, the, I sold all my um, hi-fi. You can see in the background, I'm a bit of a lover of hi-fi. Um, I sold all my hi-fi, I sold my drum kit, I sold all my clothes, I sold all my records, I sold everything I had because they all of a sudden weren't important to me anymore because of what happened. And I started buying courses, mentorships, masterminds. I started listening to um, personal development. Back then it was CDs and our relentless pursuit and hunger of mastery and progress and education and knowledge. Uh, and instantly what became important to me changed. And um, any parents uh, watching live or listening, Give me a shout out on the live if you're a parent. Just give me a yes. If you're listening in the car or whatever, just go, yeah, I'm a parent. <laughs> and people are going to think you're weird if you're running going, yes, I'm the daddy. Um, but if you're a parent, all of a sudden you'll know your spending habits change. The importance changes, you know, so you might spend a quite a lot of money on them at Christmas. Of course, there's all these material items. I have seen some, uh, look, it's not just women, so I'm just saying, don't kill me. But I have seen some women go mad over a 1,200 quid pushchair, you know, or a 600 quid nappy bag. And I'm like, really? really? Says me, of course. But um, yeah, and all of a sudden, what becomes important to you changes. And then what is important to you, you justify, you defend and you fight to the death for. Um, and, and a lot of people, what's important to them, like I said, is the material items or these things that maybe don't matter, but it's important to them. The creams, the potions, you know, the hundreds of pounds on face creams, the, the, the Botox and the lips and the hips and the hips and everything else that they do. Now, by the way, I'm not judging. I'm just saying, because I spent a load of money on doodads, on liabilities that went down in value. And that was important to me. And that filled my void. But the problem is this void is never ending. If you're spending according to your own addictions and voids and fears and failings and uh, 
um, ultimate um, needs from pain, that's like a bucket that you pour water in, but it's got a big hole in the bottom. It, it will never fill. So this event changed me and I started thinking about growth and progress and personal development and knowledge and business and myself as an investment, not a liability and increasing my self-worth and investing in myself um, to then grow my net worth. You know, they are well, I say, and it's not just network that leads to net worth, it's self-worth that leads to net worth. So you could say network times self-worth equals net worth. So let me ask you. Uh, think about where you're spending quite a lot of money, actually go through all of your spending habits and direct debits and every, everything else and go, hmm, okay, am I filling some kind of need there? Am I spending emotionally? Am I spending on something that I think that's important but's not? Uh, and you probably could liberate a few hundred or maybe even a few thousand, depending on how much you earn bar, uh, per month that you can then invest to in things that make you grow. You know, your knowledge, your education, your experience, your network, the people you meet, the content you put out there, the quality of your work, which will then bring in extra reach and revenue. And all of a sudden, you've got thousands of pounds that you didn't know you had. But this is also hugely important. So mark my words here. People think that it's the money that means they can afford or not afford. It's not that. It's the access to the money that you have through your network, um, through your contacts through your reach, through your, the amount of reach and presence and impact um, and scale of listeners to your podcast, of viewers of your videos. Like, I believe if I was in trouble, and by the way, if I was in trouble, I would ask. So I'm just letting you know, I really value you. Um, I would ask, um, and I'm not scared to ask anymore. I have been in the past. But if I was in trouble, I would ask my network, say, hey, look, I'm struggling with this. I wonder if there's anyone who can help me. Um, and I believe through my live videos and my podcast and the reach I have, which is now pushing two million people, I believe someone out there would help me if I needed to do a joint venture. Now, that might not come from a place of help. That might come from a place of a very good business opportunity or a desire to grow. Or if my own funds are, are fully invested, I've got quite a few million pounds in property projects at the moment. So if a, you know, a 20 million, 50 million deal came along that I wanted, I might need to go to my network to raise the money. Now, that's not for need, that's for investment and for want. But if I, I think if I went to my entire network and said, hey, look, I've got a great investment. I've done all this diligence. Here's the deal. Let me know what you think. I think you'd probably go in with me, many of you. I think you might lend me some money or do a JV or do some kind of crowdfund. Um, so I know that, you know, the hundreds of thousands or millions I have in my current account or my savings account or my investments, that's not really my access to cash. What's my access to cash is the network, the people, the banks, the lenders, the reputation, the goodwill that I have, that I've built. Um, all of my uh, followers and fans and email connections. I think now we have about 600,000 people that subscribe to our two different companies um, on the email databases. So this is how you find money. Uh, but the problem is, if you're only looking at what you've got in your bank, then you immediately go, I can't afford it because I haven't got it in the bank. But there isn't only the amount of money in the world in your bank. There's what? I think there's something like 56 trillion flowing through the global economy, or at least there was when I did the research for my book, Money. But that might flow two, three hundred, five hundred times. So you've got to times that by two or three or five hundred. Then there's all the gold. Then there's the other assets. Um, uh, and if you think about it, it's virtually limitless, the amount of money that is flowing through the world economy. But it's not just about the, the global GDP or the national GDP. It's about your GDP, how much money is flowing through you. Um, and if you increase the flow through you, then you increase the amount that you can spend, invest, save, etc. Um, 
So yeah, let me know what you think about this so far. I've got a few points, not actually that many left just to, to um, summarize. Um, so you have money. You just need to rethink where you spend and invest it and what is important to you. And if you make personal development, um, growth, business, success, wealth and value and your product and your service and your self-worth, if you make all of those most important to you in your life, all of a sudden you will stop spending money on all these things that don't add value and go down in value. You will start spending money in all the areas that do add value and go up in value. That will go up in value. That will compound. Then you'll attract more money and then you'll create this virtuous cycle of growth and compounding. So you either find the money or you find the excuse. You either go, right, I'm going to make this happen or... You just go, oh, okay, well, I didn't have the money at the time and that wasn't really fair and life isn't really fair and I couldn't take that opportunity and that always happens to me. Now, I'll give you an example of this. Um, I'm just in the process of going through all the applications for my brand and marketing mastermind. I've had 200 applications and an email is going out today. I might end up getting 300 applications. I'm trying to whittle it down to 41 people in the group. And some people say to me, Rob, I can't afford it. I'm like, well, you can because um, what is it? It's like not even, it's five grand plus that for a six month mastermind ends up being nine, three one-to-ones with me, eight hours a day, uh, one, one, one per month for six months, all me giving you content on marketing and business and growth strategy and create multiple streams of leads, multiple streams of income. Uh, what else have we got? My guest experts that come in and uh, support you and give you advice or, or at least education on Facebook ads, on LinkedIn. Um, and people say they can't afford it. Well, what about you can't afford not to do it? And I think if it, you really want it, you'll, do, you'll find a way. And if you kind of don't want it or other things are more important to you, you'll find an excuse. How hard is it to find six grand? Not hard at all. Not hard at all. Sell two courses for three grand. Sell four courses for 1,500 quid. Sell six courses for a grand. Sell 60 courses for 100 quid. You found the money. Oh, by the way, if you go and find the money by selling products and services, and then you have the money... You also have then the business that you've built that will bring in more and more money. And you might oversell. You might need to raise six grand and end up raising 10 because you oversold. Um, as in oversold the volume of products and services that was your target. Um, you, you do it over time. You save extra money. You go, OK, I'm going to uh, make a three month goal. I'm going to go and find the money. I know I can make it happen. Uh, and this is how you raise money for property projects. You raise money for businesses. You go and sell a business or you know, look to sell shares in a business or create um, extra revenue for a project, or um, you, you raise money to buy stock, or, um, or whatever. Whatever it is that you need to build, or create, or launch, or put out to the world, the money is usually coming from someone else. Now, nearly all money comes from someone else, unless you've got it. But what you've got is finite, and even if you've got 10 million, it's finite. Like, you can't survive on 10 million uh, capital. You, you could probably just about live off the interest if you invested it well. But capital, 10 million, if you're under 60 years old, it's going to go down and down and down and down and down. You'll end up eroding it. So um, whatever you've got now, you probably need more. And where does all your money come from? Other people. And some people say, oh, well, banks and institutions and whatever. No, 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 no. Because you still got to deal with a broker or, you know, someone who works in the bank, a private investor, a JV partner, a dragon, an angel, a friend, a family member, an investor. My, all money comes from people. So if you're always worried about what's in the bank and you're looking about the money that you've got that's in the bank, you're always limited to what's in the bank. And so you're always thinking in, oh, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000. Instead of 100,000, 300,000, 3 million, 30 million, 300 million. 
though, something to think about. Could you go and raise money through crowdfunding um, or, you know, putting some messages out to the marketplace for a great business opportunity? Of course you could. You're just not doing it because you think you can't. And if you think you can or you think you can't, as Henry Ford said, you are right. So you need to change I can't afford it to how can I afford it? Do I really need it? You need to change your um, values and what's important to you in spending to make you to fill voids and to the void. The only void really you want to be filling when spending money is your personal development, your growth, your wealth, your knowledge and your experience. And that's why I will think nothing about a two grand course or a 20 grand mentorship or a three thousand pound an hour mentor or I, I love going on Audible and buying like 30 or 40 books at a time, Amazon 30 or 40 books at a time. I will think absolutely nothing of that because if I can't get 100%, 500% return on that information, that education, my knowledge, then I'm doing something wrong. Um, so save extra money, change your spending habits, sell a load of shit you don't need, stop buying shit you don't need, move money from certain vehicles and start investing in yourself, your education, your experience, your knowledge, your mentors, your masterminds, getting accountable, Look to raise finance from friends, from family, from angels, from investors uh, on social media. Be careful around laws about pitching for money. Just check with that. Look to do joint ventures. Look to get loans from people only to invest in assets, not liabilities. Look at short term debt to invest in yourself to generate money and sales, investing in marketing to generate sales. Reach out to your network, grow your network, grow your contacts, grow the amount of people that you know, the amount of people that follow you uh, and you reach past and present, all the people you used to go to university to, all the people you've known your whole life, you've probably still got all their contacts in your WhatsApp or your phone, phone book. When was the last time you reached out to them? Um, when was the last time you just developed the relationship? Because money moving without friction is all about relationships. It's trust. The whole government, the whole financial system is based on trust. No trust, it all falls apart. So you getting money from people is based on trust. They trust you and they trust you to do well with the money and the money flows. They don't trust you, the money doesn't flow. Now, to trust you, they have to be aware of you. And to be aware of you, they have to know you. So you've got all these contacts that, yeah, you knew them 15 years ago, but they're not aware of you. You're not in their mind space and their awareness. Honestly, your financial life will change when this changes. Well, that's a summary of this video and podcast around when you think you haven't got the money. OK, you probably have. You're just spending it elsewhere. We all spend money in areas of our highest value and what's most important to us. So if you want growth, progress, success, you have to rethink how you spend your money. By the way, I'm just reading off my notes because I want to make the summary as short as possible. I used to spend nearly all my money making myself feel better about myself because my self-worth was so low. Fix your self-worth, you change how you spend your money. I used to spend all money on social, on drinking, on clothes, on material items and things that went down in value. But that was a bucket with a hole in it. And I spent all my money there and I didn't even know I spent my money there. And I convinced myself I didn't have any money because it was all gone and I had nothing left. And I thought I had nothing. I did. I was just spending too much. Um, so I started personal development. I started um, studying success, wanting to be something, setting up a business, wanting to create products, add value. Um, and how I invested my money naturally changed and it cascaded down. I started valuing courses, books, mentors, education, masterminds, trips abroad um, to go on courses. By the way, they're all offsetable against your business expenses. So you can write your assets down and the asset part of your balance sheet, you can um, reduce your tax bill by investing in books and courses and mentorships and masterminds and traveling to those and the subsistence, um, I've got said subsidence there, I've got property in my brain, the subsistence um, travel and um, expense related to those, you can write that all off. 
Grant Cardone goes on about how he writes off the cost of his private jet. So just something to think about how you spend your money there. Um, once you change what's important to you, you cascade down immediately your spending habits and they completely change. Um, and that's what changed for me. So I now spend on books, courses, mentors, masterminds. I never spend the £3,000 an hour or for 45 minutes with a mentor. No decision at all. Done. But I'd spend six grand on a holiday and think that spending on a mentor was a waste of money. And I'd come back having put the holiday on my credit card and then feeling even shit and being even worse and being in even more debt. So money doesn't just, um, it's not just a one-time transaction. Money flows, money moves. So I just simply reflowed it. Um, and it's not that it's not coming in. It's just that you're flowing it somewhere. And are you flowing it in the right places or not? Um, so if you increase your self-worth, you increase your net worth and you start changing where you put your money and it starts to compound and you're not pouring it in this bucket that's empty. Now, still to a certain degree today, I do that. I buy expensive clothes and it does make me feel a little bit better in that moment um, for myself. And I buy expensive watches and things like that. But what I retrain myself to do is, so I, this is an Odomar Gay QE2. Um, and that was about, what, 35 grand. It's quite a lot of money for a watch. It's now probably worth, what, 50 to 55 grand. So I make sure I buy um, things that I've still got that little, mm, I need that, I need that, because it fills a little void in me. But if I buy something that goes up in value or doesn't depreciate, I buy clothes in the 40 or 50% sale, um, or I get vouchers from people. So I love vinyl. And I just asked everyone who was asking me what I wanted for birthday and Christmas. By the way, everyone says to me, Rob, what does a man who's got everything want? Rob, you're really hard to buy for. I'm actually not at all. You just... If you want to buy for me, you need to ask and find out. So I got loads of great vinyl bought for me um, for my, Chris my Christmas and birthday presents. So um, anything that you really want that you might think is an expense, you can, when people say, hey, look, what do you want for your birthday? What do you want for Christmas? What do you want for anniversary? Um, leverage that. Or try and reduce your spending to only things that add value to your business, your product, your brand, and then you can run it as an offsetable business expense. So it's not just network that equals net worth. It's your self-worth times your network equals your net worth. And that may be the most important thing I've said on this videos. So stop your superficial spending. Start changing what's most important to you in your life. Value yourself. Invest in yourself. You are your best asset. Invest in yourself wisely. That will, in a cascading fashion, automatically change your, your spending habits. You will invest rather than spend. You will, your wealth will grow rather than, than depreciate. Your assets will go up rather than go down. Uh, and then all of a sudden things are changed. Remember, you have money. You have lots of money that flows through you. How much money have you had um, in your possession in your life? If you're 50 years old and you've earned five grand a month, um, or you know maybe you didn't earn that so much when you were three, but I was working since I was six. You know, if you add that up, it's probably millions of pounds. It's just how you've spent it and invested it. It's not about how much. I know people who earn a few grand a month and they save and invest, and they're they're pretty wealthy in assets because they've spent. They've saved and invested all their um, disposable income and they keep their overheads relatively low. You can find the money. You either find the money or you make an excuse. You think you can or you think you can't. You're right. Stop saying I can't afford it. Start saying how can, can I afford it? How can I make it happen? Where do I need to find the money? Who's got my money? Um, don't know why I said that like B.A. Baracus there. Um, so you just have to change the way you think and the excuses and the stories that you say to yourself and the language that you use. So... Save more money, sell shit you don't need, do more overtime, set up a second business, move money from different assets, raise finance, do crowdfunding, leverage your network, do joint ventures, raise short-term loans, uh, reach out and build a bigger network, use contacts past and present, and you have limitless amounts of money. So thanks for tuning in, and remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.